0: Hello and welcome to another episode of this particular album is very, very important to me. I'm Joel Spence.
1: And I'm Deborah Tarika. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional
0: connections. Great oh and not so great.
1: And we all get to listen to it
0: through their ears. Hello, Deborah. Hi, Joel. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm good, good, good. Um... What particular song is very important to you? Should we just go into it? Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. We've got so much to talk about, and it's not greeting each other, so. Should I play it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's fucking do this shit.
1: So the song I picked is uh, the song I'll Believe in Anything by the band Wolf Parade. Oh, yeah. From um, their album Apologies to the Queen Mary. I did not get into them until 2007 2008
0: oh uh, yeah i'd say
2: 2008 let's be safe about that sure
1: are you guys familiar with this song
2: yes I you can really? speak yes. yes I like I like this song oh good I like okay. this speak like a h- normal human being right? <laughs> or don't <laughs> yes is- I like these guys
1: <laughs> I can listen to this song at any point but I can also just start the album and go the whole way through it's a great road trip album cool
0: Sound uh, initially like TV on the radio.
1: Oh yeah, I could see that. Which is also a band that I came into around yeah.
0: this time. Yeah, Fernie turned up me on. Tonight, yeah, your husband. He introduced he he... me to
1: this band too. Uh... Are they?
2: They're Canadian, right? Um, I believe. I think that yes, they are. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. yes.
2: Said nobody knows you, huh? nobody gives... That's the thing I like about the Canadians. Uh, or at least like that scene in Toronto is—they just all hop into each other's. Oh, stuff, cool! Yes. Like ton. Like it, is that the social whole,
0: scene and metric and new pornographers and new pornographers and, and, and uh, Nico Case and all that Stars. Yeah.
1: This band is so fun in concert. Oh yeah! This is oh, cool. um, the first date. Oh, that's not true. The first concert that Alex and I ever went to together was Wolf Parade, mm. um, and it was so. And it was the last one we'll ever go to. Where was it? At the Fonda.
0: Oh, cool. And it was good. so
1: fun. And we actually went to when I was pregnant. I went to a Wolf Parade concert, um, and it was weird. Uh, like standing was not comfortable being pregnant, but uh, it like. I wasn't like, I was like maybe like four or five months into my pregnancy. I don't know. It it like made my nausea come back.
2: Because like the vibration was like so crazy. Were you concerned about the sound level and A little
1: bit. And uh, every, because we went to a couple concerts in the beginning and I stopped at, I stopped like being concerned about it because one somebody would say something at some point that you pregnant women
0: should not go to concerts. So I
1: was like, and again, these are all things where I'm like Alex, should I be here?
0: And he was like they would say something. But also the In fairness, you were saying that before you were pregnant. Always <laughs> <To every laughs> yeah. to, to
1: <laughs> oh, just standing My in acceptable? a corner.
0: Should I be here? <laughs>
1: this also makes me think of uh the first time I did mushrooms <laughs> was mm. uh this song, like it was like at the height of the mushrooms All standing right, Deborah's on this mom she, she can you know what i thought about that she can know okay good. i'm an adult
0: yeah 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 okay so you're on mushrooms for the oh, first time
1: Yeah. um with a bunch of friends at the beach Um, standing on this rock, waves are crashing around as well. This song is playing. And it was like a perfect moment. Mm. Like there's not that many moments that I can remember that are like perfect moments. Most of them are at the beach, even though I don't like actually like going to the beach. Mm. Um, but this was like. A really good song to listen to on mushrooms, so I highly recommend it. Yeah, in whatever (laughs) state of mind. Hear that, mainly mushrooms. Yeah, all the children that are listening to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So this is a. uh, I didn't think up to do this song until I was listening to our featured album today because there was something about some moment I was like that. Oh, I think it was a particular guitar lick. Mm -hmm. But this uh, this is Gordon Lightfoot, (laughs) Sundown. Oh yeah yeah. (laughs) This is one of the earliest songs I can remember playing. Yes. Uh, like on the radio. Oh. I can see you lying back in your satin
2: dress in a room where you do what you don't confess. Sundown, you better take care If that line you've been
0: creeping around the backstairs. It came out in 1975. And this was right when we moved from Hawaii to North Carolina, where our, our, uh, our guest is from. It was a big road trip uh, to move to Fayetteville. My parents must have been playing it, or it was just on the radio. And I love this song. It's so cool. And there's something about the spareness of it. You can feel his beard. Yeah. You know, you know this guy has a beard.
2: Yes. the figure. Yeah. I don't know if my parents had this album. They had that kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel like it was probably in the mix. Move that a man could make. Getting lost
0: in her is your first mistake some you better take care if I find you've been creeping around my backtage sometimes I think it's a sin when I feel like I'm winning when I'm losing again there's like low-level menace in the song that is more surprising just because of how gorgeous it sounds mm-hmm. but um that's the other thing I like that kind of contrast in a song you sort of there's a threat, like if you've been cheating on me, you better watch out. But I never mm-hmm. really paid attention to that. Yeah. um
1: Yeah, it feels very light. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's because of his like name. Feet. <laughs> I don't. You know, he's somebody that, like, I, I don't. I'm not super familiar with him, but I bet if you played me ten hit songs, I'd be like, oh, I know that one. I yeah. know that one. like this one. I was like, oh
2: yeah. I just yeah. never. Also, Canadian.
0: What? Yes, he is. That's I just realized. So he was in *Wolf Parade*. Yeah, now he's part of that scene. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
1: There's something about like artists like him. Maybe a, a few of the guys that you just listed to, or a few of the groups, were like. I only know them in like. I don't. know Maybe it's because it's like more parent rock to me, mm-hmm. where I'm like if you were like let's listen to Gordon Lightfoot I'd be like okay but then you'd put it on and I'd be like okay cool (laughs) like kind of same thing as Air Supply like a bunch of those where I'm like I think I've just been conditioned to go like no and then secretly I'm like
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's not the kind of thing you seek out but it like if it occurs you're like oh yes I'll let this happen This makes me think of like summer and my dad's Ford Impala mm. driving around and not having air conditioning. <laughs> it's just
0: hot, you yeah. know, but, but still pleasant, you know? Yeah. I think we had a v- we moved in a, it's really cool now, but it was like a, v- a Volkswagen bus. Mm-hmm. And on the floor, they had put uh, foam uh, for me and my brother, so it wasn't like this hard surface, because we were driving across Just the Just rolling around. around. Uh, like, Excuse me, like um, pa- uh, how would you, it's like stuffing that you'd put in a couch cushion, that kind of Yeah, like, yeah, like a, pad. Is that, okay, yeah. a pad. But you pad.
1: like to sit on Yeah, because my,
0: the floor if My it, grandparents did the same thing, we did a yeah. cross
2: country journey, and they Took their suburban and put like a plank in the back, and so okay. we had basically had like a, a surface. Yeah, like but again, loft. not in
1: seats, right? So you're just no,
2: potentially it was on just the floor. rolling around. Yeah, 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 cause cause we yeah were, okay. I was very 70s yeah. in
0: that regard. I was three, and my brother was like five. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think there's something about that early, early memory that just that being that age that the song just burnt into it, mm-hmm. and I never like it, it was always sort of. If for a while I was. I had not heard it for a long time, but once I heard it again, I was like, oh my, this brings me right back to this like these little flashes of memory, being mm-hmm. a, a, li- a wee, a wee little boy. A wee little hippie child. <laughs> Growing up in <laughs> Canada. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back hello listeners thanks once again for tuning in if you're digging this podcast please 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 go to apple podcasts and rate and review deborah and i love doing this show and good reviews help us continue to bring fun guests and great albums to you special thanks to those of you who already have rated and reviewed you know who you are we know who you are and we're looking forward to reading some new ones and now back to the program All right, speaking of Little Hippie Child. Good one. (laughs) Little Whip.
1: I feel like that was nicer than saying, speaking of wee little boys.
0: (laughs) Speaking of wee little boys. uh, Our guest is an actor, writer, and comedian hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina. He can be seen currently on Veep and is best known for his roles on Children's Hospital, Another Period, People of Earth, (laughs) Mr. Neighbor's House, and of course, Mr. Neighbor's House too. He also happens to be a dear, dear Friend of mine, mm. Brian Husky. Thank you so much for Thank joining us. Thank you for having me. So, what particular album is very, very important to you, Brian? Uh, the Velvet
2: Underground by The Velvet Underground. Ooh, or, what guys, a twist! They
0: it, you can call it a self-titled album. Yes, but that's... eponymous, which is annoying, is like is so pretentious. When <laughs> yeah, <you're>... <laughs> eponymous, <laughs> eponymous. Where were you? So, this
2: is uh, my memory of this is going to Coconut Records with my friend David Mills. On a weeknight, which was kind of a, a oh. an anomaly for us because yeah. we never hung out on a weeknight, and we bought we brought records, bought records, and I I can't remember the other two that I got with this, but I had been. Sort of, I had been formulating my kind of like I like taste. I think I like yeah taste, and I and I get so excited about that with my daughter. Which mm-hmm. yes. more and more, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I feel like they that the, yeah. that tactile experience of going and rummaging and finding. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, you know, um, but we. I can't remember. I heard about it through reading. There's this there's this fanzine called the Bob. That was about that was at this other little record shop that I would go to, um, and then they had like I was really getting into REM, and it, so it was just a family tree thing. Yeah. But you read an article and they would mention a band you didn't know about, and you're like, oh, what's that guy? Da, da, da. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. and so many people have been like, oh, the Velvet Underground, you know, the jangly guitar, the Velvet Underground, mm-hmm. and and then they were like Lou Reed, and I was like, I knew him for his his later stuff, and I didn't like that as much. So I was like, all right, let's get this. And I put it on, and we both like made this disgusted face Was it just, this album? This album.
1: Wait, sorry, and how old were you-ish?
2: This
0: was probably sophomore year so of okay. and, and in Charlotte. So yeah. you you, you yeah, grew yeah. up the, the entirety of your North Carolina experience was mostly Charlotte. It was all Charlotte. Yeah. yeah.
2: Can say, can say, I've come to hate my
0: So you, you made a face as soon as you... Yeah.
2: I thought it was going to be some kind of cool, you know, immediate rock record. And right. then the disc came candy on. Candy says. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like this slow... Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Novel you... Exp- yeah, when you're sitting with a friend, you're like all pumped up to put
2: on yeah. record. Yeah. And just even that we didn't know when it was recorded, we didn't know anything about it. So we're like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> you know... and then since then it just it just kept growing on me and i read about the album how he intended for it to be almost like a it's like a story, it's like a, a book where oh, I didn't know the that. characters kind of go through this whole
0: journey and, and discover themselves and come out the other side. So this is their third album, in a sense, uh, if you count the first one with uh, Nico? Uh, Nico. Second album was White Light, White Heat. Yeah. And then this is the third album, and it's, it is, it's not really important, but it's important to kind of know that this is when it became really Lou Reed's vision without any competition from anybody else wouldn't you yeah, say? yeah and it was it was Lou Reed's vision without
2: any uh production wise any kind of input you know because the the yeah. first one's pretty pretty stripped down and then White Light White Heat is is it's kind of all over you know it's yeah. it's stripped down too but but you know I mean they have crazy songs on there
0: crazy long rambling on White Light yeah, yeah. oh yeah and it's just it's about like uh Disorienting the listener in a way, it's like yeah, it's, a, let's it's make art it, and yeah. an album. Yes, exactly, and and it has to sound ugly. And there's a lot of great songs on that album, yeah. But this is where that stopped really, except for the one particular. But show. the
2: <laughs> thing that's funny is like because then I went back to the to those other ones, yeah. and I was like, oh wow, these are. I didn't like. The, I don't like the Nico one as same n- much, yeah. Um, but I. N- you know, retroactively, I was like, oh, I like that he was being aggressive. Yeah. finding out more stuff about them and how they hung out at the factory in mm-hmm. and Andy right. Warhol's scene. Yeah, um, and it was just this. It, it became this thing as as I was figuring out, oh, I like, I like the way artists think and approach things and dismantle stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I hadn't thought of music in that way. Mm. I just thought, I was like, oh, that's cool. You, you get to f- together and you come up with a cool song and then you get a reaction from people. And I liked that he okay. had this whole kind of, like I guess he had a literary aspirations that never played out. But at yeah. the same time, he had, he he used to be like a gig writer at the Brill Building. Yeah, oh. that's right. Yeah, so he would just get get in there, and I and I found some early stuff that he recorded, and they're just goofy, <laughs> poppy for, for so cereal funny. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he did jingles, I think, at one point, too. Maybe yeah, conflating the two. He did jingles, and he yeah. did just, like, little one-off kind of, like, all right, write a B-side for this other thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's kind of nice to know that, because, like, you think of, or I think of him, I'm not, I'm, like, a pat. I passively know Velvet Underground. Yeah. I passively know Lou Reed enough just, like, from existing in culture. And, like, he seems so specific. Yeah. And Velvet Underground seems so specific to me and like, Cool and chic and heroin mm-hmm. and all all the things like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh to like know that he's like writing a honey nut Cheerios jingle, yeah. you know, yeah. like things like yeah. that is like oh, oh it's a great reminder of like nobody is just one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: yeah. I, and I and it's like helpful to know. Everybody ahead. needs to make money. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know, to kind of how much you need your art. How much you need. Brad? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a long comment. Can I this. have some? <laughs> uh were you uh, I know you're a <laughs> photographer
2: as well. Oh, wait, what's this is my favorite song one of my favorite songs in the world uh,
0: What Goes On What Goes On S- track two it starts track off two. it
1: feels a little Jesus Christ Superstar the way it starts mm. yeah <laughs>
0: interesting yeah. yeah it has that it's little it's
1: fun yeah
0: yeah he had yeah.
2: a uh, um, hollow bodied. I don't know like a Gip- not Gibson who makes Ep- Ep- Epiphone Epiphone yeah I've got one right over there yeah so he you know, You'll that, uh, that was nothing. a big part casino of the, <laughs> the just say yes next time I do that <laughs> But they have a very jangly kind of thing, and then Sterling Morris and the guitarist was very noodly, and he influenced. And then like Chris Buck of REM, Peter Buck, Peter Buck, sorry, uh, um, cited them all the time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to find these guys.
0: Yeah, I love this whole almost sitar-like blend of a lead solo. Yeah, like It's almost going in reverse sometimes, I feel. I think they did. Yeah, I think they did a little thing of it. I uh, cut you off. You so. cut me off. Maybe it's a, you didn't want to talk about this aspect <laughs> of your life. Um, <laughs> shut up! This is my favorite song! You're very I like song.
1: photography. Uh, yeah.
0: You're into photography. You are a yes. photographer. And, yes. and were you a, a visual artist as well uh, before? I know you're a musician as well. You yeah. were also in a band. Um and were you where were you with that while well, when this album came I think out. that's the thing like all that stuff was
2: happening happening yeah yeah because we for we did a cover band in high school and you know well, they, a
1: cover band of like specific artists uh, one specific just artist? covers Great. you know yeah. and we
2: wanted to play so we did like melt with you and that's of course, what I course like About did. you but the yeah. romantics <laughs> and it. all that kind of stuff but right. then I was I was pushing for like we eventually did. Like what goes on, and then we did uh, some REM stuff with Driver Eight and yeah. Superman,
0: and That's right. and then Camper Van Beethoven songs. I wow. forced them to do some of that stuff. We so you know in uh, Sideways where um, uh, Paul Giamatti just goes nuts about Merlot. Yeah. My band was sort of like that with Melt With You. We were like, Uh, we were not playing Melt With You. (laughs) Because it was a song that all the bands had played, uh, cover bands had played before us. Uh, But we played Driver 8. We played uh, Superman. Mm. We played a lot of Cure. We played... Don't Go Back to Rockville. Wow, yeah. That was a great one. Yeah, Um, But like half the guys, and and it was like my friend
2: and Tim and David uh, were all of the same music interest. And then we got um, Ed... And Larry's brother to play drums. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Never, Never yeah. had a name. My apologies. To you. Um, and Larry's, Larry's brother, brother on drums. Perpetually, but like, you know, they were the ones who were like, we should. You know, why don't we do these songs? And we were like, what about this stuff? But then it turned into like we turned
0: them onto stuff. And oh, yeah, that's, fun. And that's and I cool. Love that. I think I was the least adventurous in my band. I think other, there were others who were going like, "Can we play the the?" and mm-hmm. and I, I was always so sort of self conscious about people dancing being able to dance to the, the the music, and you didn't didn't want them to. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted uh... them to. And if it was too obscure. And I, I I had a wrong viewpoint about it. I think we should have just played wherever the fuck we wanted. Right. Or, yeah. But uh, everything
1: is... Was this in high school for you, yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. like, everything in high school is so serious in life and death. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, yeah. If, if that's what you were feeling at the time, I'm sure you felt it, like, to a million. Yeah.
2: I I don't know at what event, you know, what artist or music or, or comedy thing I saw, but I, I always liked it. I, I always kind of wanted to come at the audience and not be with them yeah <laughs> yeah you know which was you know spoke to sort of like my interest in like punk and indie stuff mm-hmm. yeah but for a lot of people it just it was it was also a line in the sand it was a little kind of like yeah or and i think in a way it's like i would keep myself safe you know it's like well i don't i can't oh, i can't yeah. identify with you but can you identify with me yeah okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it was always kind of challenging yeah my terms yeah exactly yeah.
0: exactly by, so in the listening of this, at this point, yeah. we're like, okay. Yeah, okay. This is cool. All right. <laughs> this one's all right. You hung out for the... You, you hung in for the second track, and yes. then you, like, things yeah, kind yeah. of opened up. All right. So next is... Uh, pale, was, oh, fuck. <laughs> now it goes pale back belongs. down again. <laughs> yeah. now, I love this song. This song is so great. It's, it's very so. good. Sometimes I feel so happy. Sometimes I feel so sad. Sometimes feel so happy, but mostly you just make me
2: mad. This was a this was a uh, big girlfriend song. Yes. Like mixtape, listening oh, to Oh yeah. Out.
1: Well if somebody put this on a mixtape for me in high school, I would have melted. Okay. Like that's a this yeah. is yeah. But no one, no one did made it. Made me mixtapes <laughs> in high school. Nobody? Nobody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: You fell in love with the first person who made you a mixed date. <laughs> I
1: did! Aside from my
0: sister. Speaking of R.E.M., <laughs> this is how I... I th- it was R.E.M.'s cover. This is how I oh, learned yeah, the song. Yeah. It was on Dead Letter Office. Thought
2: of you as my mountaintop.
0: My experience with Lou Reed was just his image and how tough in New York he was. Yeah. Like, so... Uh, and then I didn't know a lot of his, cause I do walk on the wild side, but I'd heard of Velvet Underground. But this was, this cover of REM that, that REM did was my first exposure to a yeah. Velvet Underground. Scene. Yeah. And it's it,
2: it, it's that thing of like, Lurie became, like you said, like this his own thing. Yeah. But yeah. he had this whole pre existing identity that was sort of, that, that wasn't even, you know, it was under the auspices of the the factory and that, that whole yeah. scene. But it's cool the thing is, like, oh, he was, that was his gestation period, or? Yeah, uh, I don't know, just all that. I love His underground. Loved... Undergrad. undergrad. Yeah. Velvet undergrad. <laughs> <A> velvet <laughs> undergrad.
0: If I could make the world is pure. The
2: other thing I love when I found out this about the band, I was like, now I fucking love them. Maureen Tucker was just. The drummer. The yes. drummer was, like, she, I think she just worked at, like... She had some kind of civil, you know, low-rent kind of, like, desk job or something. And if you ever hear her, she, she kind of talks, like, uh, Nang, yeah, Nang, yeah. very Jersey. Yes. But
1: She's the one who sings on the last track? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And she just was this kind of, like, short, homely Jersey girl who they are like, do you want to play in this band? She's like, yeah, I don't play drums. And they got her trash cans for their first gig. And she just beat on trash cans, Amazing. and then she got into she she liked that kind of low, that minimal, repeated kind of you know beat, Drony beat. Yeah, yeah, and and she she listened. She started listening to like African drumming and stuff. She could never kind of get to that point, but she had these aspirations. Mm-hmm. I just love really I cool. I love any. I love DIY stuff yeah. on any level. Gotcha. Just doing it for the sake of doing it with experiences. I think that's yeah. very that's cool. Awesome! Yeah. yeah.
0: Later, she became a tea party supporter, but oh, did she? <laughs> oh well, <laughs> she took a turn. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, <laughs> got to try you know. things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just shaking Homegrown. it up. Yeah. Homegrown, yeah. <laughs> really started that. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she was her. We'll get to it when we get to it. But but her voice was a revelation to me because and, and, mm-hmm. I had never heard it before yeah. her singing before, and it was it's it's comes right at this random time at the end. Yeah. Um. But I'm a yeah big Mo Tucker fan. Yeah. That's, That's a good too. name. That's yeah. a really good name, yeah.
1: Mo Tucker. And
2: she had she played with uh, half Japanese. Do you, did you oh, know that band? I don't no. think so. This is guy Jed Fair. And it's sort of... There's this whole... Do you ever hear of shimmy disc? <laughs> oh, boy. Now we're getting... It. Okay, so the shimmy disc Let's was... Let's all start smoking. Yeah. Um, there, There is... Off of shimmy disc, there's this band called Bong Water. <laughs> it yeah. keeps getting better. I know. Yeah, they yeah. were just improvising. Did they open
0: up for the fuck spiders? They
2: opened up for open anus. And then... Uh, but... This lady was in that band. It was the guy who ran Shimmy Disc, and this lady Ann Magnuson, who was like this New York performance artist, and did they? They did these crazy, kind of bombastic, uh, uh, super distorted or super kind of like tweaked out yeah. songs that were sometimes like just rants or characters or whatever. Um, but half Japanese. Was on that label, and their whole thing was this kind of like naive musicianship, and the the singer Johnny just <laughs> he had a terrible voice <laughs> and he was really nasally and stuff. But they were prolific, like they just cranked out all these songs, wow. it's cool. and it was sort. And Daniel Johnson did some stuff oh, with yeah. them, yeah. So it was all in that kind of family tree of just you know people just wanting to do something and they do it. And then they, it turns into a life for them. It's cool, which you
0: is know. crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feel um being in the south that you were I, I felt this a little bit that we were far away from anything in a, a cool scene growing up in san antonio like it was the coasts that had all the mm. um art in it when rem was like such a special and b52s were such a special mm. arrival that wasn't like i mean tom petty belonged to the world and yeah and, and so did leonard skinnard and all that i know those are different <laughs> uh, uh uh, genres of music, really, but I felt REM and and B 52s were representative of what I thought the South was was interesting about the South. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, well, there's a good there's a good club
2: in our town called the Milestone Club that had that was like a, a little like rundown house that for a long time was like a punk scene hardcore place cool. in in a in a black neighborhood so it was It was just mm. when you went there you're like I'm the white kid yeah but here's yeah. a bunch of white kids coming and making noise in your neighborhood and they were totally cool with it like the, yeah. nobody it, it was this it, cool. it was a very it was it was a good scene and that, that it just became this, this understanding it was like oh this is kind of a a place that people need to go and do yeah. stuff.
0: I think you were just cooler than me. Yeah, that is very. <laughs> and, <laughs> there were places be, in, but in but San
2: Antonio, I'm sure, like that. But it, yeah, but, we, but I, it, I feel like I was talking to somebody about uh, Albuquerque today, and I was and, and, and I was like, I know that there has to be. I I hope that there is some outlet, some place. You there know, has to
1: be. I haven't. I go to Albuquerque a fair amount. My sister and her family live there. Yeah, and I I, I see it all through keep their kids' eyes. You know, they're, right. they've they got their a young family. So, like, but I've never thought about that. Word. Like, because all I see is, like, when I'll do a trip to Walgreens, I'm like, oh, there's some methods in the mm-hmm. parking lot. Like, yeah. they got to go somewhere. Everybody's going to a I fun think, but, thing. But,
2: but if it is a thing, it's like, well, maybe that's why there's methods in the parking lot. Yeah. But there's not. But, I mean, Charlotte was, Charlotte was at that time, it hadn't sort of boomed. It was maybe about... 300,000? It was -hmm. a big, you know, wide city and stuff, but um, North Carolina is kind of good about like fostering little artsy. Yeah, like Chapel Hill is, you know, a bastion of...
0: Yeah. I think at the time in Texas, it was just Austin that had that. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I felt like other states just did that better. uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I, I...
2: why that happens? You know, it yeah. was it was Athens was a scene, and then Seattle. And I do remember it, it it got to that level where they were like they sort of said, "Oh, I guess Chapel Hill is the next scene." And mm-hmm. then all these bands moved there. When I was playing in the band, all yeah. these bands moved there. Weird, yeah, and they and I talked to a guy and I was like, "What's your band like?" He's like, "Well, I know that Flaming Lips are kind of getting popular, so I guess we sort of sound like them now." And I was like, "Oh." You're not here yeah. for the right reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Weird, because it, it, if you think about it, though, like, every, you know, the like-minded people gravitate towards each other. Because, like, I, I wouldn't be like, Chicago is where improv comedy mm-hmm. is going to be. Yeah. And then, like, mm-hmm. everyone finds each other there, and then it grows from there. I mean, yeah. LA and New York are always different and yeah. separate. But it's, yeah. like, when you start to trace, like, just speaking of, like, family trees and stuff, of, like, who, like, bands that are all connected that you don't know about. Or, like, you start... I, I love thinking about our weird UCB family, and, like mm-hmm. when people slowly find out that, like, June and Paul are married, right and right, right? It's crazy that they are both like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. everyone just kind of finds each other in those weird yeah. spaces.
0: I wonder, but it's like the there's probably a study out there uh, about the the particular kind of college that's in the town is going to determine. Uh, a particular alternative scene. Wow! Yeah. 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 And maybe that'd be depressing
1: one. if that exists, though. It feels like it. Ha- if it's not organic and just,
0: yeah, like if you can I mean,
1: pinpoint it in that way, then it feels less authentic. Because
2: I don't think I mean, Seattle didn't have a college, so that was that was that. Mine. I don't know much about it, but that felt like it was a. Uh,
0: kind of a working came from like a working class, sure. Kind of yeah. Detroit all had working class. It yeah. wasn't like sort of college yeah. thing. But but I th- what I'm talking about is like that's where students are free to actually make their own choices. Yeah. yeah. Finally, they're under the out of the, under the wings of their parents, and they start to look for the cool stuff, mm-hmm. and that stuff starts to just I don't know feed off of each yeah. other.
1: I wonder too if there's like these scenes everywhere, and then we just go like okay, Pearl Jam. Now we're going to look at Seattle and see what's coming out of Seattle or well, whatever. That, I think that's like, what happened. Like the N
2: R guys were like oh this we have to kind of mind this and that that's what happened at Chapel Hill they yeah. like, okay this is the new scene yeah and they had a we had a uh, like a literally like a showcase thing that they uh, I think they sarcastically called like the the big fucking showcase for <laughs> talent
0: you know thing <laughs> okay.
2: so, but it was it was like we hope we get signed to, yeah. to something beyond just like the local labels now. <laughs> Previous one, the two track. There's Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. and then starting Hold to them. see the light. Yeah, that's the whole sort of uh, the the character goes okay. to this whole
0: thing. And what was wait? Let's we see. we skipped uh, we, some kind of love, I think. Oh yeah, that, some kind of love is a great song. Yeah, I like this. It's so funny to think that across the pond, Abbey Road was being made at the same time because it's yeah. The, these, the, a lot of Velvet Underground, and I, I, I meant to look up where they recorded these, but and this is deliberate, of course. They probably were able to, f- I'm sure if they wanted, to find the most pristine recording option that they had. But they feel demo-y in this mm. really cool way. Yeah. They- Some kind of love.
2: A margarita to-tongue.
1: I think it was here.
2: In LA, th-
1: is that crazy? They did this album. Maybe I'm. Maybe maybe I I'm cross, I might be sort of cross banding a... yeah. for other research for other. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this song is well. The, they got their name from this uh, like kink sex book called The Velvet Underground.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: And you know his whole oh, right. his whole thing of like heroin and and a lot of the stuff that was the subculture of of New York. He was trying to kind of. Get out there, right? But this 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 is about like you know being bound up. It has this line about put jelly on your shoulder. I was like, what is that? No, yeah. is that lube? What's going on,
0: I've Deborah been... Tarico? You are right. Is it in oh, L.A.? I
2: have to stop T.T.G.
0: Wow. Studios, Hollywood, California. What the fuck? That I cre- have
1: to stop these question marks at the end of my sentences, oh, you guys. I changed. have to take some status. You just
2: did some revisionist history for me because I've been living a whole different. Yeah. Well,
1: because this does not. It feels like they would. They would spit on L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Totally, it feels like L.A. is a cool here, thing. I thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude. yeah it's hilarious yeah. to imagine them out here, yeah, walking around on the strip, just <laughs> sweating in leather <laughs> <Yeah, totally. laughs> yeah. wearing leather pants way too much of course you're a
1: have um very little connection to Charlotte, mm-hmm. but i spent some time there casting i used to do casting for reality shows and i uh spent some time there for nanny Nine One One. um this
0: is your sorted past this
1: is my sorted past yeah this so is this, your this brill is building like, this is my Brill building you gotta make that money yeah. so i uh spent time in probably very different um uh parts of charlotte than like your underground cool clubs going to like out of control families well i
2: i <laughs> I think oh, also, exciting. I liked all this stuff because i my mom taught at the same school that I went to, and I got to go to it because uh, she's a teacher in a ah, private school. Uh-huh. So I went to Charlotte Country Day School, which is very old southern money oh. you know, button downs and duck head belts and, and lemonade. Khakis, yeah, <laughs> and so it was a very kind of like, very white very kind yeah of well blind. maybe
1: i did encounter some of those families have, yeah
2: and so i grew up near myers park i don't know but i feel I'd like myers park would be where a lot of the nanny families Wait, would it's be. probably
1: like a step down from those families because they don't need they wouldn't be like i would need to be on television with the, like i yeah, feel like yeah. those those kind of yeah. families bury their shame and like just push it down <laughs> yeah versus yeah. like they
2: just buy their way yeah. out of it Charlotte cha- when I after while I was either while I was in college or after all these banks moved in and became like a banking epicenter that's and yeah AT&T has headquarters there a headquarters there yeah, yeah it really changed it so now now it just sort of feels like overpriced malls and car dealerships and golf courses yeah that's... and still some racism
0: <clears throat> but Not subtle surprising. quiet southern polite racism <laughs> I became a real big Blue Reed fan in college. Um, awesome. Like, New York album is still one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah. Um, and then that sort of trilogy, I call it a trilogy, but it's New York. And then Songs for Drella, which is the uh, duet album between him and John Cale, his former... Bass player, bass player, yeah, yeah. former bass player, yeah, yeah. yeah. and viola, yes, sexiest instrument. <laughs> in yeah, yeah. you know, and
1: with the right person playing it, it can be. Yeah,
0: he was. You, Just did you ever same. see pictures of him back then? Like oh, he had this
2: page yeah, boy yes, haircut, it's hilarious. So he looks so, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was the uh, he was the collaborator slash adversary uh, for Lou Reed in yeah. the Velvet Underground, and when he left, he left right before this album. And Mo Tucker actually talk. Marine Tucker actually talks about how in this album. It, it felt new that they were, it felt that they were all pulling in the same direction as a band. hmm And then
2: they had
0: the new, Doug Ewell replaced yeah. him, who sings on the first track. He's the singer of Candy Says. Really? Mm-hmm. You know more about this, than I or well, at least you read, less. you read. about it. Today. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole book.
2: Like that. I. I have two books. I have, <laughs> two books? Well, I have You have a whole book. I have, I have one whole book. I just half a book. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have the middle part, but. It's, but <laughs> but I, I got a book on on these guys, and I was trying to find. It. I was like, oh, I should read up on this again,
0: and yeah. couldn't find it. So that's my story about that. My, <laughs> about my book. <laughs> It's fun to just listen to this album and hear some of the first attempts at what he continued to try. Mm. Yeah. Like these really sweet, um, but, but this sweet music with blunt lyrics, but also sometimes just really sweet lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: It's also weird to think, like, he started, he, like, he and Bowie were buds. Yeah. And just those kind of, like, just yeah. the people that kind of paired up with them.
1: All that stuff is so, uh, this is hard to verbalize. Like, I, I get very tripped up on, like, people existing in the same timeline. Yeah. Like, Andy Warhol and uh, and me existing in the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's sure. crazy. Like, yeah. the people yeah. are just set. And when I realize, like, this person existed at the same time that this person did and they connected in any mm-hmm. way is mm-hmm. like always so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, the Velvet Underground and Andy Warhol, is, that's not like such a trip, but like... Uh, right, because like they were so closely do, associated when, yeah. with each other.
2: People do or make something that kind of lifts it out of a timeline. Yes, you know, yes. It just yeah. becomes it's this just entity. It's just this thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then
2: the weird thing is, and I think this is true for actors and stuff, is you get frozen or performer you know performers like you get frozen in that per that's people's image yeah. and association and and sort of understanding of like that's what you are to me yeah, yeah.
1: this uh starting with is it called jesus mm, yeah. starting with that song that that song feels like the beginning of the story to me because mm-hmm. i feel like it's that into uh, this and then the next two it feels like a complete story and it almost feels like it can be the end of the album once yeah. it's uh i forget what the what's the fourth song or not the fourth song on the album but the jesus at beginning to see I'm set free. And then what's the fourth one or that's, the next well, one? Well,
0: that's the story of my life. Yeah. yeah. Like feels Good like finish. it's
1: very complete <laughs> yeah. in those four songs of this very specific story. It was like
2: when I found out, found that out, I was like Oh, that's once you know that it's not that subtle. Yeah. Oh, no, so really. No, Cuz yeah.
1: I didn't know that. I was yeah. just like, "Oh, this feels like
0: Oh, yeah, I guess this song I is called Jesus. Chapter 2. This song I, is called Jesus Chapter 3." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the end. The end.
1: Can we jump ahead to the song that I'm guessing that you skip? <laughs> yeah. Murder Mystery? Murder Murder Mystery?
0: Is this the is this the one? Yeah. 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 This is the, the, the closest to the previous album I think maybe yeah in terms of experimentalness. that that
2: one that John Cale read that was like a short story yeah the guy orders a box and somebody's like buried in it or something weird um
0: but Yeah, his son is, and Maureen Tucker begins speaking or begins singing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that that was I would never heard her before, and she's the best thing about this. I, yeah, I actually do so like weird. this song, but I, like I don't it. like the the poetry as much because it's just like it feels too like much. it's trying very hard. Oh, very, yeah. very hard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Here, here's my first experience listening to this song. Was preparing for this, um, this episode, sitting in a drive through, it in and out, <laughs> trying. <laughs> my daughter sleeping <laughs> in the back seat just finished her physical therapy mm-hmm. kind of zoning out and this started playing the voice started speaking and it made my heart stop i thought somebody was in the car <laughs> like, <it> terrifi- <laughs> so like murder mystery i guess like my murder it was terrifying yeah. for whatever reason i think i was just like in such a zone and then this came on and it was like it just hit me from both sides probably the way it was intended to but it was just yeah. very like yeah uh, like, scary. We, I, li-
2: I, li- I love that stuff. I mean, it's, it's that. there's so much stuff that I love, and then the idea of hanging out with those people... I would hate them,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: or I love the intention. Or them working on this, yeah. And be like, get me out of this room. Yeah, like, totally. Like,
0: no, you need to articulate a little less when you're reading this poetry, mm-hmm. please. And I should be on the right channel. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they had to make these choices. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I know. I love to, like picturing the discussion around this, and I'm sure it's just like we're drunk and high. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be going to be the the the
0: It's sort of grad school uh or uh, undergrad uh art project yeah kind of yeah, yeah. Absolutely. it is fun like a lot of, a
2: lot of like looking back on a lot of stuff I mean the same thing like I'm sure a lot of stuff that happened in the factory seniors like, oh my god, it's yeah this is yeah. this regional college grad <laughs> show that's yeah. going on.
1: We had an art class at Santa Barbara that was, it was Art 4D, and it was basically like a visual arts of types. I wasn't on an art major, but I did take this class because there was like a few different, <laughs> a few different projects that you do. One is like for two hours, you take up a space. Mm. Like some somebody set up like a bedroom in an elevator, and mm-hmm. just that was their bedroom for two hours. Yeah. I set up like a therapist couch in the like the quad, the like the open space, and just like did free therapy for two hours and, and <laughs> had a couch and all that. And but That's like great. it It's like a rite so... of passage for yeah, yeah. for undergrad. Yeah. Like there's another project where we had to like. Forget exactly what it was, but I remember like I was like I'm gonna do bricks and I'm gonna build up bricks and then I'm gonna knock them down mm-hmm. to tell my secret. Like it was so That's serious
2: and Barry- the funny the thing about like I thought about this the other day. Somebody asked me, I "Was like what are what are your like comedy influences?" And I was like, I think I think I got into like Carol Burnett and and that show was like the first thing. I was like, oh. Oh, this these people, these adults are acting insane. I love this yeah. um uh but after that, like I started to realize like a lot of super artsy stuff is not that far from a comedy bit yeah <laughs> and a lot of art yeah, is kind of would. like this intentional like we're just gonna fuck with reality yeah. and see mm-hmm. what your reaction is. And I do like it when you can kind have, of, like, when they want you to laugh, they want you to not have this thing that's like, that's profound. It's
0: like,
2: yeah. I mean, because a lot of comedy is profound, but you're, it doesn't give, you don't have that reaction. Yeah. You have this yeah. involuntary reaction. That's right. You know?
0: When I saw my first long form improv show, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it was, it was. Uh, funny as hell. Yeah. But I just, it was at the groundlings and I was just so amazed that there were, it was the sort of idea of top of your intelligence that really blew my mind. Yeah. Because it became profound uh, just by saying what someone would say in that moment and Mm -hmm. calling things out. It wasn't people acting crazy yeah uh, it was uh, so it it sort of it was like second the second effect was how profound it was yeah but the first effect was just I was laughing you know huh.
2: yeah yeah I think all that I mean music is the same thing it's just like you're you're taking an idea and you're putting it in a different context or presenting mm-hmm. it in a different you know form or context yeah you know and I so sort of like talking about this being kind of like a grad school bad grad school equivalent yeah. it's like at the time is like if if you're the first person to do that that's great yeah. 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 Like, totally and then, but Derivative. then if you're the 55th person <laughs> yeah. yeah that week at <laughs> that and, college and, I can't and, imagine and like,
0: those poor professors who, and that's what I was about to say I can't yeah. even
2: imagine the patience that tasted not to be like <laughs> Well, my first reaction is, fuck you. I'm so sick of seeing <laughs> vaginal blood being represented with ketchup. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. It's a
0: human process, all right? Oh, what did I start thinking of? Is this the part? I mean, this goes on and on. It does. It's but then there's, eight. like, these... F- this oh, this part. is the part. Yeah. Wait. Pop music. pop, pop, pop music. Pop. Pop because it yeah. has that same rhythm of do 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 do. Yeah. Do you guys, do you like the Flaming Lips? I like, uh, uh, uh yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, like, uh, what I know of them. Yeah. I think I know, like, one album
0: and I don't yeah. like that one. I like, they, they, they was, have a, what was their big splash do album for the, oh, no, the soft, soft bulletin? Soft bullets oh, Yeah. But, also, I didn't, uh, I answered with a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Yoshimi, yeah. Is that Yoshimi? And, uh, yeah. I love that album. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like Yoshimi a lot. Yeah. I think I only know just very select songs,
0: but
2: yeah, are yeah, cool they, and weird. Like well, I, oh, I love them. I love yeah. them. And they like, but there's this what one. Like, no, I hate them. <laughs> no, nope.
0: just wanted to Do you like uh, Rat? Let's <laughs> just go through bands.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they have, but there's some album, I can't remember what it was, but there is a thing that if you had the CD, you put it in, you play, the last song ends, and then there's like, you don't, you just think that it's ended. There's like a 20-minute gap. Yeah. Okay. And then this jarring, uh, f- uh, going between speaker and speaker, like a panning thing happens. It goes... It's
1: terrifying. It is.
2: And the first time it happened, it fucking freaked me out. Yeah. And then, Were you high? Uh, no. Were I was, you it, in it, it was, an
1: in through I was just. It was like a Sunday
2: afternoon at the house. Oh. And, and so you just start like, oh, I kind of rocked out. And I'm transitioning into this other thing. And mm-hmm. it just... And then it made me laugh so hard, because it was <laughs> such a thing. I'm just like, well,
0: let's put this thing out That's a good there. bit. Yeah. That's really funny. I love funny. that. And then oh, this, this song. is sweet After Hours song. This I, I, I think it's sweet. But yeah. The, oh, I love this song. Yeah. I love it. I
2: was listening to today, and it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it really is just like someone that's, that feeling of like city isolation. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think I also remember as a, as a teenager being like, yeah, I hope somebody says I'm special. Yes. You know?
0: Yes.
1: This feels like the song, like, is it like Juno that made this kind of song popular? Like,
2: Mm -hmm. uh, it's very Wes Anderson. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Way
1: yeah. before that, because this kind of song is so sweet, but I got so oversaturated by the, like a couple singing it.
0: Yeah. Without <laughs> any <inaudible> instruments. <inaudible> yeah.
1: But it's, it's like, I like it a lot.
2: Yeah. It's interesting to think like what, because I played in a band, but we just like writing songs. Like oh, I came up with a song and stuff, but somebody who, I think when someone is a true musician, they have a an ongoing kind of like, Dialogue with themselves mm-hmm. about what a song means or what a melody means and where to put it. You know, they can catalog it in their head and kind of yeah. pull it out later and stuff. I've always been like, that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah,
0: that must be cool. That's why they get text. too much. We're overtaxed. <laughs> we need to have more individualism. I Ayn Rand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna release that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Look Maureen, uh, no more singing for you. <laughs> I'd
2: never have to see the day again.
0: I'd never have to see the day again. Once more. I'd never have to see the day again. We skipped over some songs. Didn't we? Yeah.
1: Did we? We jumped around so. I'm
0: I think Set Free? That's no, the we, story. That one we, we talked played. about them.
2: That, we, were, we were chatting while that one happened. Yeah.
1: So would you say like uh, Velvet Underground is one of your favorite bands, or is it just this album? Do you think?
2: I think yeah, they are one of my favorite bands, but I don't listen to them a lot. Yeah, there's a there's there's stuff there's there's bands that are like that was so important to me and it made such a an impact. And at that time, I was so obsessed with the idea of it and that I was listening to it and what it was making me feel. That yeah, I think. I mean, this this album definitely like if I had my my you know trapped on an island yeah. ones
0: yeah yeah.
2: Um, would be there, but I don't know if I would listen to it front or back. You know, I would would mix it up. And I also associate my friend Duncan Campbell, who was in our band too, and I forgot to
0: mention. I'm so embarrassed, Mm.
2: but he he was a he is pissed. Who was? Um,
0: What did his brother play?
1: (laughs) Oh,
2: he played uh, Larry's brother's drums when Larry's brother wasn't playing. (laughs) Um, But he was a huge Lou Reed fan. Yeah. And I think he's he was another person. You know, you mean you encounter people or just people who kind of turn you on to something or bring it to life and yeah. stuff. And his enthusiasm uh just for like licks and stuff, mm. and he would get so excited and I was like, yeah, that is really cool, you know.
0: Did you uh I sort of mentioned this before, but vel or in a joke fashion, but I think it might have been this album that it's referred to, but uh That the album that launched a million bands. Maybe it was David Frick that said that, but it might be this album. I know it was Velvet Underground, Mm -hmm. one of them. Yeah. Did you guys wrote your own material eventually in in a band? Yeah. So did you feel, and you may have already stated this, but what did were you thinking of this album as you made new music or 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 different approaches? I
2: no, I don't think we thought thought of it. I think it was more. what was it? It was it, what we borrowed. I mean, we literally did the trash cans thing because yeah. my my roommate, Chris Longworth, became our drummer. And he'd never played drums. And I was like, well, Mo Tucker never played drums. We just, <laughs> yeah. And so That's we did cool. that. Yeah, so we and did it worked? It. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, so for a long time, he just played... Uh, uh, a Washington Redskins metal trash can turned over and then like a regular trash can. And the trash can had a brother too. <laughs> the trash can had a brother, yeah. And then, but somebody was like... A
1: Washington Redskins trash can? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't get it.
2: If for the team? It was yeah, just no, yeah. it like a Washington is Redskins merch. logo. Like, it was merch of yeah. a trash can? It was from People his, are insane. His kid, it was from his home, his room for Ooh. some reason. Oh, okay. He wasn't from yeah, Washington. But. Uh, oh, for right, some reason yeah. I was pic-
1: picturing like big garbage cans like the kind you pull up oh, yeah. the curb one. Well, there's one big
2: one and then the smaller washing residence and then then somebody had given us a symbol and at one point somebody was like you guys have a lot of high end on your (laughs) truck but we were just playing in the basements of like uh of of you know around the college and stuff
1: what was your band's name
2: bicycle face great yeah that's a good name and that was a weird mishmash of our our guitarist, we had the same reaction to him as we had to my friend and I had to this record. we like, we showed up. We're like, oh god, this guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Because <laughs> he had like a mullet, and he has his shorts were way too short, and um, he. But he was into garage rock, and um, he liked. Like I put up the flyer, and I said, uh, you know, I cited like. REM, Camper Van Beethoven, Velvet Underground, Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, <laughs> da, 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 da. and then I just said something like, um, I can't remember the joke I made, but he was like, I, I kind of ignored the bands, but I liked your joke, uh. and so oh.
0: I was like, All right, you're cool. I, I, th- that yeah, man I remember Matt Besser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, I remember like Chad Smith, the drummer of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You mean Will Ferrell? Yeah, Uh, (laughs) showed up for the audition and he had this sort of—he might have had a mullet or uh, like hair metal hair. And uh, for all these cool, the rest of the Red Hot Chili Peppers who were like so cool and like indie (laughs) LA, uh, they loved his drumming and they said, "All right, you can be in the band if you change your hair." And he said, "Okay," but he just never (laughs) changed. And they were like, "All right," (laughs) he washed it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, there's one. I think it's on this song. What is the one where he talks about? It's like a French book. I think it's no yeah, some there. kind of. The lyric is so clunky when he mentions that you're like a French novel.
2: Oh, like a dirty French novel. Yeah, that, that combines the absurd with the vulgar.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's such a funny uh, rudimentary way of writing. Where you're just you wrote something and then you're just trying to jam that line into a musical phrase yeah. and it ends up just not working, but. <laughs>
2: Like a dirty French novel
0: combines the absurd with the vulgar. To feel so sad. We should probably transition into uh, what did we learn today? And once again, I'm stumped. <laughs>
1: I have something. Oh, good. Please. This is uh, very specific. And it's just, it's, uh, uh, you talking about, you, Joel, talking about. Top of Intelligence. This is an improv thing. I'm going mm-hmm. with an improv thing. Yeah. Talking about Top of Intelligence just made me go. I've been teaching for a long time, and I have been teach I teach a lot of 101s at UCB. And um, take my class, everybody. Oh, this is this, uh, <laughs> I just learned uh, I got a new class but starting. In that, but I think I'm going to, if I can remember, the next time I teach Top of Intelligence, uh, that is the time when I should be introducing the first unusual thing. Mm. I never have mm. in that way before. I just treat it as its own thing of the character should know as much as you know, and mm-hmm. we want our characters to be smart. And mm-hmm. I kind of go with the idea of it's just it's boring. If not, if we have to spend the whole time going, I'm a bad doctor, it's fucking boring. Right, right. But uh I think it, top of intelligence also is means if something is weird, you call it out, yeah, I, and right, that's right. so obvious. And I that's but it's something I think I'm going to connect with that lesson now and start to introduce that. Oh, cool class two right off the bat, you guys. Nice. Uh, I
0: think they can process. <laughs> so <that>. inside
1: baseball, <laughs> it's real improv specific.
0: <laughs> uh, I learned about uh, Wolf Parade finally, mm. um, and I like them. You guys didn't. Learn anything about Velvet Underground?
2: Apparently,
0: <laughs> or you just really. tuned I knew out about for most of it. Underground.
2: You knew more than start. I did. Uh, oh uh, no!
0: Big thing. I did not know there was a story in this uh, in this album. I did not know there was like a narrative of yeah. some sort. Uh, so that's helpful. That's
2: if if this
1: isn't yours, I can give you guys what, what you learned also.
2: Oh, what you can give me, what yeah. I learned? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you go you... ahead, and then I'll tell you you'll what say, you learned. I, hopefully, you'll say the exact same yeah. thing. Uh, I don't. The only thing I learned. And I, I, I was itching to do this, because anytime I go back and sort of address like why I like something, because my daughter's always asking me, like, what's your favorite this, what's your favorite mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and I can't summon it, um, but this always is at my, like, is always sort of like, oh, this album I love, and just uh, kind of going back and just realizing, like, how important certain times in your life are and what happens and what happens during them and stuff. It makes me very appreciative of like the friends I had and what I got exposed to and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's cool. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. That is what I was gonna say. Oh, that's good. That's good.
1: <laughs> now that you both you both learned uh, this was recorded in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank
2: you very much. That's a big one.
1: Not to give it to you. I liked yours way
0: more that, than it's what I was gonna be more in romantic. That's with <laughs> a narrative that I've created <laughs> for Velvet Undergrounds. This might have fans. This might have been obvious, but that blows my mind a little bit that it was yeah. recorded out here. Yeah. Brian Husky is an actor, writer, and comedian hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina. He can be seen currently on Veep and is best known for his roles on Children's Hospital. Another period? People of Earth. (laughs) I don't like how I read that. I don't mind. Another Did I have a
1: question mark in there? (laughs) Was I on it?
0: (laughs) People of Earth, Mr. Neighbor's House, and Mr. Neighbor's House 2. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at thebrianhusky, T-H-E B-R-I-A-N-H-U-S-K K E Y. We messed that one up. <laughs> uh, B- Brian, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. This you. was one of my favorite things. This is great. Thanks for listening to this particular album. is very, very important to me. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at this particular album. Follow us on Twitter at particular album. The show is produced by me, Deborah Tarika, Ryan Middledorf, and everyone at Campfire Media. Artwork by James Mulholland. Music by me, Joel Spence. See you next time.
1: No. Oh.